Experience the magic of the holidays at the Bull Run Festival of Lights, Northern Virginia's largest drive-thru light show. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow. Ooh and ah through the winter wonderland where it's always snowing and see the tallest light display yet. Purchase tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Northern Virginia's largest drive-thru light show. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Harvest Christian Center. I'm Dr. Foreman, and you're getting ready to hear an incredible message from God's Word. If this message speaks to you in a supernatural way like we believe it will, be sure to let us know at our website, harvestcc.me. If you're led to sow into the ministry of Harvest Christian Center, you can do so as well by visiting our website. Get ready to prepare your heart, mind, and spirit to receive this incredible Word that God has for you today. Remember, love God, love people, and love life. Let's go into the message already in progress. Is my Bible. It is the living Word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the Word. This Word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message that I am about to receive. Remain standing. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Bishop, why do we stand? We honor God's word. In a culture of dishonor, we are committed to honor. And so you may not stand for uh, anything, but you sure going to stand around here when we read the word. Look at the neighbor and say, show you right. That is a southern colloquialism for you better bet your bottom dollar. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 12. Hey, don't forget you can connect with me on the Twitter and on the Facebook and on the YouTube, and you can text me um, and text Harvest and connect with us that way, so don't forget about that. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse number one, you have it? One simple verse that we're looking at that sets the foundation for this series that we're in. First uh, Corinthians 12, verse one, it says, now concerning spiritual gifts, say, I'm gifted. I'm gifted. Say, I'm very gifted. I'm very gifted. Say, I'm so gifted. I'm so gifted. <laughs> That's why I was afflicted. If you were trying to, if you were a bank robber in a former life, if you were a bank robber, you would not break into an empty vault, would you? So, so use that same line of thinking for the enemy. He didn't try to mess you up and bust you up because you were an empty vault. There must be something valuable 
on the inside of you that you don't even know about yourself. So the Apostle Paul writes to his spiritual children, he says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, he says, I do not want you to be ignorant. I do not want you to lack knowledge. Worse yet, I do not want you to know but still not know because in your knowing you didn't find out how to do. So you have knowledge but you don't have application so you can do nothing with it except say you know it. Speak in this house today, Father. We, your people, are ready to hear. And what we hear, we're going to put into action as we move into this next dimension of our series, Spiritual Gifts. I declare that I pastor a gifted church. I declare that I lead a gifted people. I declare that I lead a triumphant and a conquering people. And we shall walk in what you've ordained. And it's the name that is above every name, bigger than cancer, bigger than divorce, bigger than disease, bigger than mess, bigger than gossip, bigger than crazy folk. It is the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. As you take your seats, encourage somebody and say, it's going to be good for us today. Hallelujah. You are, and this is the theme of this series, you are gifted and God wants you to use your spiritual gifts to help change the lives of others. And in this series, uh, we're going to show you how to clearly identify, use, and maximize your gifts in every sphere of life. More importantly, you're going to learn how to use your gifts to change the lives of others. Say, I'm gifted, I'm gifted. to help change somebody else's life. God has a plan, and you are part of that plan. God wants to use you. Well, Bishop, you don't know about the mistakes I've made. That, I know what he did right, and I know that what he did right is bigger than what you can do wrong. Well, Bishop, I've been, you've been, I've been locked up. Guess what? Uh, 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 some folk in the Bible had been locked up too. Bishop, I got a lying problem. Guess what? Some folk in the Bible had lying problems too. Listen, just because you got some issues does not change God's mind about what his plan is for your life. Now, he's going to get those issues worked on and he's going to get you to conquer those issues, but it did not change his mind about his plan. Say, God has a plan. I'm part of that plan. Now, each week in this series, we, I told you that there's going to be a gift that we give you. And uh, when you came in, you received a, uh, a teal box. Everybody got their box. And you were asked to put your top five spiritual gifts uh, in that box. And we test, the tests we use test on nine of those spiritual gifts. And, and I gave you this for a very practical reason. Now, do not waste the church's money and go home and throw this away. If you're not going to use it, set it right back out there on that table now so we can get to somebody that's going to use it. Touch your neighbor and say, that's the truth. <laughs> Got to teach Denver folk how not to be wasteful. Amen. Now, now here, here, here's, there's two reasons I gave you this. The spiritual reason for the gift. You are an empty box. This is you. Y'all remember that old commercial, This Is Your Brain? And this is your brain. Okay, well, just, Bishop, what does it have to do? There's nothing really. I just wanted to see if you remembered it. But, but this is you. You are an empty box. Okay? Now watch this. God then puts gifts in that box. Got it? Now, now, now watch this. He puts gift in that box. Watch this. And when you use your gift to serve others, watch this, then you become a gift. So next time somebody says, you just think you're God's gift to the world. You know what? Matter of fact, I actually do. You are an empty box. Then God gives you gifts, and he puts gifts inside you, which is an empty box. Then God says, now you go be a gift to somebody. Don't be drama for somebody. Don't be mess for somebody. Don't be a heartache for somebody. Don't be pain for somebody, but be a gift. Touch your neighbor say, be a gift. Be a gift. 
That's why serving in the church is so important. We'll talk about that later. But the practical reason uh, for this gift is very simple. It's a simple gift. It's a box with some cutouts. But, but listen, but I want you to keep it so that you can remember your gifts. Listen, why? Because I often ask people, what are your top gifts? Uh, love. That's not a gift. Oh, peace. That's not a gift. Patience. That's not a gift. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he is the gift. Okay. I want you to keep it. Put it on your dresser. Uh, put it on your nightstand. If you don't use any of those and you just have a big pile of clothes in your room in the corner, put it on top of the pile of the clothes in your room in the corner to remind you that you need to get those clothes out of that corner. Don't y'all look at me like that because if we were to take cameras to some of y'all house, that's why you're late for church today because you was going through the pile. God, don't. And getting mad at your kids. Where's that blouse? Boy, I told you to put that blouse in this way. Watch this. Here's why this is it's so simple, but watch this. It's so important. If you don't remember what you have, you'll forget you have it, so you'll forget how to use it, and you'll forget that you can use it. Have you ever, have you ever uh, tricked yourself and hid money from yourself? Anybody have done that? And, and you hid money from yourself, and you say, I'm going to put this over here, and I'm not going to be able to find it. And lo and behold, you weren't able to find it. But there was a day that you needed it. But you forgot that you had hit it. Anybody ever done that? Thank you, two side sexes. The middle section, I guess, has never done it. No, I'm just giving you that. Got, got it? Here's what, that's what happens to spiritual gifts sometimes. People, they take a test one time back in 84, and, oh, I got some gifts. But they don't have anything to remind them of what their gifts are, so they forget they have the gifts, so they don't use the gifts. So now, rather than being a gift to somebody, they're a nuisance. Because they don't know what they have. Does your neighbor say, you're gifted? Touch them again. Say, you're gifted. gifted. Now, now watch this. How you're gifted, and and by the way, if you didn't get one of those uh, when you came in, uh, you can get one right after the experience, all right? Uh, But watch this. How you're gifted reveals your assignment. Say assignment. Assignment. Your assignment in the earth is the reason why you were created. You were created for a specific reason, and it always involves you bettering the lives of other people. Okay, now let me make this real simple because years ago there was this big movement about purpose. Oh, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? What's my purpose? I'm going to make that real simple. The Bible says that your purpose, say my purpose. purpose. Your Bible says your purpose is to reconcile people to Christ. That's your purpose. That's the purpose of every single person on the earth, whether they know it or not. Say, Bishop, but they're not even Christian yet, right? Because they're supposed to be one, then they can do that. Okay, your purpose as a believer today is to reconcile other people to Christ. Now, guess what? You're not going to do that through this microphone. This is my mic. You're not going to do that through this, this pulpit. That's mine. Okay? You've got your own mic and your own pulpit in the area of influence that you have in your life. But for you to fulfill your purpose, got it? That's the same for every single person. You've got an assignment. The assignment is the specific thing that you were created to do. This bottle was created to hold a liquid for me to drink. This table was created for me to put random objects on so that they can't, so they can, you know, if they can't sit up here because they'll lean down and that kind of thing. This was created to hold stuff. Got it? This was created with a ledge. What's the purpose of this ledge? So that it keeps my iPad on here. You were created for a specific assignment. Now watch this. Nobody can do the way you do it, how you do it, when you do what you do, when you do what you were assigned and created to do. 
Does that make sense? Scissors were not created to be alleged. So when they try to be alleged, they can't do it well. That's not their assignment. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, now watch this. 1 Corinthians 12, 7, New Living Translation, it reads like this. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. 1 Corinthians 12 and 7, New Living Translation, it says a spiritual gift, and it's going to appear on the screens in New King James Version, is given to each of us so we can help one another. First, uh, New King James says it like this, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Got it? Say, I was gifted so I can help and serve others. When you make a decision to give yourself away for the glory of God, he can use you, and he can use you in one of seven spheres or areas of society. And you know them, and you've heard me talk about them for years, but I'm hoping that maybe this year you'll get serious about it. I said, I'm hoping that maybe this year you'll get serious about it. Too, too many of us, and I know it's not you, you're spiritual, but, but too many of us are just living life, waking up, eating a little, having a little breakfast, going to work, coming home, eating some dinner, going to sleep. I'm here to tell you, while that's not bad, that's not why you were created. You were created to do more. You were created to live a day and enjoy a life that's fulfilling to you. And will you be fulfilled when you're doing what you were gifted to do? Okay? You with me? Now, you're already in one of these seven spheres of society. You're already in one of them. See, that's why you got to stop getting mad. I, you know, I'm so sick of this job. Guess what? Then do your assignment while you're there, and then he can promote you to something else. But if you're a mean, nasty somebody at McDonald's, why in the world would God give you a corporation so you can be mean and nasty at some of y'all ain't saying amen, which means you part of the mean and nasty club. So I want to go and get you delivered from that today. Just your name says, you're going to get delivered from that today. <laughs> Family, media, spirituality, which is the church, arts and entertainment, government, education, and business. You're already in one of those. You're already, already in one of those. Already. And you're not there just to get a paycheck. In America, we've been sold a bill of goods. You know why everybody's outsourcing in America? Because I just need to say this, and you can get offended if you want to, but I don't, don't mess with me. Uh, watch this. It's because American workers are <laughs> lazy. Now, that's a generalization. I know you're not lazy. I know you work hard. But have you ever dealt with so I have. Have you ever dealt with, with people in the Philippines or in India where they're outsourcing jobs to? They want to work. They're happy to work. I'm just making generalizations here. Don't get, well, he's trying to say, I'm saying what I'm saying. Don't say more than what I'm saying. And then sometimes I look at American workers, I'm saying, where is this sense of entitlement coming from? Like, they owe you a check. And <laughs> they better be lucky I showed up. And then you pray, Lord, why won't you promote me? Lord, why won't you promote me? Because God is saying, look at your attitude. See, I knew it was going to get real quiet through here. Here's the point I'm making. People have an attitude about their jobs that's a poor attitude when they think that they're on their job for their job to be their source. You're sent to a job on an assignment. Have you ever worked for a temporary agency? They send you out on an assignment, Jesus Christ. When God sent you from heaven down to this earth, 
He sent you with an assignment, which means if you're working at Wendy's, baby, you're there on an assignment. If you're working at Burger King, you're at Burger King to get the horse meat out and to be on assignment. You're not hearing what I'm saying. If you work in schools, you're sent there on an assignment. If you're a stay-at-home mom, you're at home on an assignment. But you'll be a, slop, a sloppy, lazy worker when you think that you're not there on an assignment because you'll say, well, they don't see me, but you forgot the one that assigned you sees you. Oh, God, I wish I could just get a few people in this place that say, God, help me to understand I'm on assignment. Lord, help me to work with excellence because I'm on assignment. God, people may not see me doing it, but you see me doing it. I'm on assignment. The gift, the gift, the gift isn't for your glory, it's for his. You're not gifted so you can say, look at me. You're gifted so people can say, look at him. And hear me, students, hear me, students. You can discover your gifts now and use them now. And I said this last week. When I was a teen or a student, I wish I could have been a part of a church like Harvest that included the students and what the adults were doing. And I wish I could have been taught that I didn't have to wait for my life to matter, that I can find my gifts as a young person and use my gifts as a young person. Parents, some of you are trying to figure out, I don't know why my teens are acting like this. I don't know why my kids. You know why? Because you're not going to scare them from having sex by telling them STD statistics. Well, if you give them, watch this, if you teach them assignment, and if you teach them purpose, and if you teach them gifts, you'll never have to spend one of your days trying to keep them from doing crazy stuff. They'll wake up and say, wait a minute, I ain't got no time for no bugaboo. Why? Because I'm on assignment. I got something to do with my life. I'm not... When, when you understand that you're here on assignment, you understand that what you do matters. So you don't make permanent decisions from temporary locations because you understand I'm here on assignment. I know my assignment when I find my gifts. So spiritual gift, if you remember from last week, is a supernatural ability to do God's work for God's glory. A supernatural ability to do God's work for God's glory. Are you here? Now, hear me, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about these each week. Spiritual gifts are not titles and positions. <laughs> Got real quiet right there. Because I know some crazy stuff happening around here in this region. Spiritual gifts may often lead to titles or positions. But a person may have the gift without the role, and they can have the role without the gift. You ever met somebody that's an administrator that can't administrate? You ever met somebody that's a servant that can't serve? You ever met somebody that got minister in front of their name and couldn't minister to a rock to save its life? Can't even count to 12. With a, a one, seven, hold up, hold up. Y'all pray with me. No, learn how to count for you get up. Okay, whoops, excuse me. Regardless, we should serve whenever we're given the opportunity. Working in the area of your gifting will allow you to be the person that God has called you to be rather than just doing good things. Lots of people like to do but not be. So people like to do good things, but, but they're not actually good. So they're trying to do good things to change the root of, and core of who they are. What we want to do is be. Touch your neighbor and say, I am. I am. <laughs> just want to be. 
Spiritual gifts, watch this, are not for show. Spiritual gifts are endowments given by God to his people for accomplishing his purpose in the earth. Watch this. When God has a problem that he wants to solve, listen to what he does. He gets a man or woman, he gives them gifts, then he tells them to solve the problem. Some of you wonder, I just don't know why it's not changing. Because you don't understand, you're the one supposed to change it. I wish somebody would come rescue me. Baby, rescue yourself. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You got rowboats and you got motorboats. You better rescue. I'm just waiting on the Lord. You better use what he gave you. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm going to work what he gave me. I'm going to work. Spiritual gifts, watch this, spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts are normally grouped into three categories. Spiritual gifts are normally grouped into three categories. And we're going to deal today uh, with uh, the nine gifts that our particular spiritual gifts test test for. We're going to deal with those nine gifts uh, that our spiritual gifts test for in this particular message. Now, here's what I'm getting ready to ask you. I'm getting ready to ask you to do something that's very unorthodox for Sunday. And some of you initially are going to feel a little uncomfortable, uh, but there's a blessing in obedience. Amen. And so I'm going to ask you to get out of your comfort zone. I'm going to ask you to do something that we wouldn't normally do on a Sunday. So ladies, go on and get your purse or those backpacks you call purses. If y'all keep on getting those heavy things, y'all going to be walking around like this here. You got months worth of stuff in there. You got your... You studying for your bachelor's, you got school, college work in there, you got your social security card in there, you got your income taxes in there, because you, you're trying to do those out in the vestibule. <laughs> you got all your kids, you got photo albums, you ain't got a few pictures, you got the whole 1985 family reunion album. Just giving you a hard time. Now watch this, it might make you feel slightly uncomfortable, but watch this, you're going to feel a lot better in just a moment. I'm going to ask you to get up, what? not now, we're just, listen, hey, wait a minute, hey, listen. I'm going to ask you to get up and move to the label section so that you can sit with people that are gifted just like you. Because when I start talking about your gifts, y'all going to start looking at each other like, God, dog. That's all right. Now, here, here, here's, here's, here's the seating, all right? If you're t- we're going off your top gift. Now, some of you said, Bishop, I tied. We'll pick one. What's your top gift? Administration is going to sit here. Now, there's normally a lot of those, okay? Evangelism is going to sit right there. What's this right here? Pastor Shepherd's going to sit right here. Serving's going to sit right there. Teacher, prophecy, and what's the other one? Mercy. Actually, mercy, y'all probably want to sit close to me because y'all just feel bad for all the people who feel uncomfortable right now. I'm going to give it to you one more time. Administration, evangelism, Pastor Shepherd, mercy, exhortation, serving, teacher, prophecy. Now, it's going to, what's that? Giving. Where's giving at? No, the givers need to be up here. (laughs) Giving back there. Okay, so y'all are leaving stuff out. Come on, so let's do it again, and let's get it right this time. Administration, evangelism. What's behind that? Exhortation, then giving. Pastor Shepherd, mercy. Serving, teaching, prophecy. You got it? I'm with, now, some of you said, Bishop, I didn't do the test. See? Now, if you didn't do the test, then just pick something that you like. So I'm going to ask everybody. Now, listen, while they're doing this, AVL, let's give them some, uh, let's give them some, some, some going around music. If, if, this, if this wasn't Sunday morning, we'd play a little guy. Round and round we go. But we ain't going to do that. 
just give them some get up and move music, all right? We got two minutes to do this, all right? Because y'all couldn't my preaching time. Got it? Everybody stand, move to that section. Thank you. You're doing something too. Just get up and act like you're moving. Give them one more again. They're still moving. Give them one more again. One more again. They took it up. Seconds, 15 seconds, come on, come on. Give one more again, one more again, one more again. I know y'all, y'all the folks at the movies that keep getting up and moving. I know y'all. It only took us three rounds, but that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Okay. All my administration top gifts make some noise for me. Serving makes some noise for me. Teachers make some noise for me. Prophecy makes some noise for me. <laughs> it's never a lot of that. And many people think they're gifted that way and they're totally wrong. Totally wrong. Totally wrong. Totally wrong. Giving makes some noise for me. Pastor Shepherd makes some noise for me. Mercy makes some noise for me. They happy about mercy, ain't they? Who did I miss? Who did I miss? Exhortation. All right. And evangelism makes some noise for me. All right. Awesome. Okay. Okay. I see we need some folks that still, still need to get seated. So let's make sure we get everybody seated. So y'all, let's get everybody seated so everybody can enjoy the word. All right. Now. Uh, so thank you. If you made you uncomfortable, thank you for getting out of your comfort zone. Let's just give everybody a real big hand. Thank you. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm actually, I'm actually sometimes used to be, used to be a long time ago, I could sometimes be a, a, a very shy kind of person, and then they say move around, that kind of thing. I'm like, I don't want to move around. No, I'm just going to sit right here. And, uh, and so you got to get out of your comfort zone to grow. Amen. So thank you for doing that. All right. Now, we're going to look at two scriptures real quick, and then we're going to get into the gifts. All right? All right, we're going to look at two scriptures. 1 Corinthians 12, 28, because today we're talking about the motivational gifts. And in fact, here's what we did. Here's what we did. We went out and made some T-shirts for you. That, that, so, so you got your spiritual gifts logo, spiritual gifts man. But then watch this. Check that out. On the back, see, you got the coordinate. You got the coordinate. Okay, some of y'all don't know. 
So look, so look, get it. There you go. So look, so it's, it's spiritual gifts. All, all of the nine that we test for are listed on the back. And then so here's the deal. You got to wear this to the grocery store. You got to wear this to the Walmart. You got to wear this wherever you go because people, while you're standing in line, they're going to say, now what is that? Then you're going to send them to the website. Guess what this is a tool of? A tool of evangelism. Check this out. Not only did we get you a shirt, but since we coordinated, I got you a matching bracelet. <laughs> so, so it says, find your gifts. Don't worry about getting the close-up of this. It says, find your gifts, and then it's got www.hirecc.me. Got it? So, so I need you today, go get, there's a limited quantity. Grab your T-shirt and grab you, uh, grab you one of these little uh, rubber bracelets, these kind of things, all right? It's the new hip thing, got it? So make sure that you get one, all right? Okay, so 1 Corinthians 12, 28 says this, and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then healings, then helps, then administrations, then varieties of tongues. Some of these obviously just can't be tested on for the obvious reason, because everybody would like to be a miracle worker. Because you'll say to yourself, you know what, I only had one can of peanut butter, and, uh, but I made seven peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I, Bishop, I think that's a miracle. So... So, so some of, that's why our test doesn't test on some of these. And then one more scripture I want you to go to, Romans chapter 12. I just want you to see in the Bible where these gifts are. We've already looked at it before. I want you to see in the Bible where these gifts are. Then we're going to get to talking about these gifts. Now, today the purpose is going to be able to give like a big broad stroke. And uh, when you go through KLU, you can go through more specifics as to what we call the characteristics and cautions or pros and cons of these gifts. Because while every gift is a blessing, there are some things that when it's implemented in our world are things you have to watch out for. Does that make sense? All right. Romans 12 and verse number 6. Having then gifts, gifts there is the Greek word charismata, where we get our word charismatic, which means gifted. Differing according to the grace that is given us, let us do what? Use them. The prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith or ministry, or which is serving. Let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who sows mercy with cheerfulness. Now, again, there's nine gifts that our test tests for, um, tests for the presence of. Now, one of the things I want to say before we get into these gifts, some of you may say, you know what? Man, I really would desire X, Y, Z spiritual gifts. The scripture teaches that you can desire spiritual gifts. And this is sort of an advanced teaching that we won't get into today. But there's actually a way that if you wanted a spiritual gift that you didn't have, there's a way that that gift could be imparted into you. We're not going to get into that today. You need to come to Bible college. Now, we're going to start with prophecy because it's like three of y'all. Prophecy folk, holler at me one more time, would you? Actually, two of y'all. So now, uh, (laughs) so prophecy, here's what that means. Write this down if you're taking notes. If you're not taking notes, write it down. Uh, Prophecy means, watch this. God consciousness, God consciousness, God consciousness. Now, a lot of times people get really spooked out weird. And in our region, I've heard of some crazy, spooky, non-biblical things going on with the gifts. Okay? Prophecy just means God consciousness. That does not mean you're supposed to go around calling yourself Prophet Jones. And, and oh, goodness, and don't give me on that. And, and Prophetess Monique. Nothing against anybody named Monique. I'm just, Okay? That does not mean you're supposed to do that. Now, I'm not going to get into that discussion today because we're just dealing with the gifts. But, but the point is this, is that prophecy means God consciousness. I'm going to give you just a couple of characteristics and a couple of cautions. Another way to think of that is pros and cons, all right? People with this gift, uh, watch this, can be bold and very direct. In fact, sometimes they're too direct. In fact, sometimes they'll tell you something. You'll be like, couldn't you have just seasoned that a different way? So they'll say something to you like they haven't talked to you in months. 
And uh, they'll be like, you know what? I just ain't made no time. You know, it just ain't been a real priority for me. <laughs> and you're like, did you really just say it like that? You couldn't have just said something else? They can be bold and very direct. One of the other things is that people with this gift tend to have an all or nothing mentality. Things with people with this gift are black and white. There is no gray. They don't see gray. Gray to them is foreign. It's weird. Got it? One of the other characteristics is this gift. They can suffer for what they perceive to be right. They'd rather suffer to be right than to take themselves out of a situation of suffering and compromise to what they think is wrong. Here's some cautions with this gift. They can sometimes watch this jump to conclusions. They all have a whole story for you by the end of the day about why somebody didn't speak to them. So, you know, when we were at church today and we were all moving around, that was interesting because I tried to smile over it there. But, you know, I think they ain't smiling because they got a spirit on them. Maybe they didn't smile because they didn't see you. Okay, they can sometimes jump to conclusions. This gift can also have a difficulty forgiving people. This is a gift like where, you know, they want God's forgiveness for free, but sometimes, just sometimes, just sometimes, for, for, to forgive you? Oh, no, you're going to pay. Sometimes. Characteristics and cautions. Characteristics and cautions. Generalizations. Does that make sense? All right. And, and then uh, the last thing I'll give you with this gift, sometimes uh, they can attempt to correct people who aren't their responsibility to correct. So sometimes this gift likes to police things that it has no business policing. Okay? So this gift will walk, you know, in, in, into, the, into Walmart. And be, no, look, get up, son. Get up, young man. Stand up. You know him? No, but he's going to be need to hanging on his toes like this. Get up. Stand up, son. God bless you. Be encouraged. Let the Lord use you. All right? Serving. Make some noise for me, my servers. Now make some noise for me. Y'all ain't excited? All right, here's, the, here's serving. Write this down. Task-oriented. These people are task-oriented. A lot of times this gift likes to-do lists. Okay? All right, let me give you some characteristics and constants. Task-oriented. This gift sees practical needs and wants to meet them. This gift will notice that, uh, you know, every time you wear a particular suit, that suit's button is loose. And so this gift will say, hey, I noticed that that button was loose, and so I took I took the liberty to get you uh, some, some tailors that are in the area so that you could go get that fixed. Or the gift will say, you know what? In fact, I got an appointment. She's waiting outside. She's going to do it in her car, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> this gift likes to meet needs. This gift likes to meet needs. God, and if more people use this gift or had this gift or desired this gift, how much better the world would be. Because you need serving. You need serving. And we're all called to serve. So don't say, see, Bishop, that's why I don't do nothing in church because I ain't called to serve. No, 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 This gift can sometimes have a problem saying no. This gift can sometimes have a problem saying no. This gift can sometimes have a problem saying no. This gift could have just gotten the project that they know is going to take them 15 hours to complete, and then you ask this gift, can you do this too? Absolutely. Sometimes this gift can have a problem saying no. But this gift has a joy in freeing other people up to do more important stuff. So this gift likes to, if they're dealing with their manager, if they're dealing with a supervisor, leader, this gift likes to say, you know, I'll take care of that. And they get great joy at knowing that you can go lead and I can sit down here and count up how many boxes on the table. You follow the point? Here's some cautions with this gift. Sometimes this gift, watch this, can interfere with God's discipline for others to alleviate their discomfort. 
So sometimes the stuff people go through is not the devil. Sometimes it's God bringing what we call judgment, which is when God corrects people by force. And you've seen people get corrected by force because nothing they set their hands to ever work. They try to start a business, business don't work. They try to get a job, job don't work. Then they do get a job and then their body don't work. Because God's saying, I'm going to correct you by force. So you're going to listen to me. I'm just going to, I'll break your leg. Oh, that didn't work? I'll break your arm. Anybody know about what I'm talking about with this? And aren't you glad that when he does correct us, he still does it because he loves us. And he still does us because he cares. And he still does us because he wants us to be better. But this gift of serving sometimes will say, oh, so-and-so just, you know, I'm just going to give him some money. But what you don't understand is they don't have no money because they don't tithe. And God is saying, I'm teaching you a lesson. You're going you're gonna to give me what's mine. He said, but just, just give him some money. This gift of serving wants to alleviate comfort, but sometimes it can interfere with what God's trying to do. Got it? Okay. Another caution, couple cautions. Y'all all right? This gift doesn't delegate very well. This gift would much rather, I'll just do it. Now, they got 50 million things going on. Just, just leave it alone. Leave it alone. I'll do it. Just leave it alone. I'll do it. Okay. And one of the other things is this gift can sometimes uh, get involved in too many different things. Sometimes this gift can get in too many different things. Uh, sometimes this gift, they want to be in King's Kids. They want to be in student ministry. They want to be on the welcome team. They want to cook in the bistro. They want to work in the office sometime. They want, and this gift wants to do everything at the same time. Characteristics, cautions. All right, characteristics, cautions. These are generalizations. You need to go through KLU to go into more depth. Uh, the next is, where are my teachers? Teachers, make some noise for me. All right, awesome, awesome, awesome. I see some of the teachers aren't excited to be teachers. Hey, listen, I didn't make you. All right, now, now watch this. Here's what teaching means. It means truth-oriented, truth-oriented. Now, again, this does not mean if you have this gift that you need to go out and say, I'm going to start me a school. That's not what this means. This means that this is a dominant gift in you. Okay? Here's some characteristics and constants. Y'all all right? Okay? When you discover your gift, you discover your assignment. When you discover your assignment, every day you live, you'll never work another day in your life because you'll be living. You'll be enjoying your life. Got it? All right. All right. Teachers. Teachers. Uh, here's some characteristics. A teacher sometimes uh, emphasizes accuracy and thoroughness. When they give you a report, they're going to report stuff that nobody in the world would pay attention to. When they're checking papers, uh, they're going to find stuff that you're like, whoever would pay any attention to that? They say, well, you have a dangling participle that should be separated by a... And you're like, what? I just put a period. I don't understand what the point is. Okay. Teachers, watch this, An another characteristic of, of this gift of teaching. Y'all still with me? Uh, as this gift, watch this, has a desire to exercise diligence and endurance. They get great joy in taking a long time to do stuff. They feel very good about taking a long time to do stuff. And to them, the longer they take, then the better of the job they did. Characteristics and constants, characteristics and constants. Making sense? All right, last characteristic I'll give you about this gift uh, is this gift... Uh, has a need to validate truth, and they desire proof. So if you say, so watch this, if you're married to this gift, and, 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 and you get a beep at like 11.30 in the evening, and, you, and you're like to this gift, see, some of y'all probably got this gift and just didn't and lied on your test. 
Because this gift, you'd be like, oh, that's just a text from, uh, oh, that's the church texting. You're going to be like, huh. Run in there and uh, check on something and let me see. Go check. Just see. I think the baby's crying. Go check. Just let me see. Y'all remember Comic View? This section. <laughs> Never mind. I won't tell the joke yet if y'all remember Comic View. Comic View was a show that was on circa 1995, mid-90s. It was a show of different comedians that came on to demonstrate their comedic talent in front of live studio audience, and it was televised nationwide. All right, very good. <laughs> Cautions with this gift of teachers. They can be very skeptical of other teachers. So she says she went to school, huh? Now, what school was that? Now, I Google it. Now, hell, I didn't find that. Maybe I'm looking for the wrong one, but. Uh, uh. <laughs> Watch this. This gift can be boring. Characteristics and costumes. This gift can be boring. If you listen to somebody who's like a 50 on the teacher scale and like everything else is like 10, listening to them talk sometimes. Y'all know the clear eyes man? Clear eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, okay. Because they're telling you everything they know about it. Everything that they know and everything that could be known. And so sometimes when you don't, when you don't have that gift, you're like, okay. Huh. And they're just excited about it. They go for four hours. And you're like, wow, I did not know all of that went into making some drapes. I had no clue. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> one, one more, one more, one more, one more caution about this gift. This gift can become proud about what they know. The Apostle Paul says it like this, knowledge puffs one up or makes one think they're greater than they are. And this is a good principle for everybody, by the way. Never let what you think you know make you think you're better than somebody else. A lot of smart people that can't put two pennies together. A lot of smart people that can't, that, that can't get one person to say anything good about them. So never let what you think you know make you think you're better than somebody else. Next gift, where are my exhorters at? Make some noise, exhortation. <laughs> Wonderful. These are people who, write this down, growth conscious, growth conscious. Exhort means to build or to edify. Build or to edify. Growth. This gift is all about seeing people grow. Okay? This gift is all about seeing people grow. All right? Now, some characteristics and constants. Again, another way to look at that is pros and cons. Characteristics. This person can be very amiable. So, oh, okay. A-M-I-A-B-L-E. All right? Don't put A-M-E-Y. This gift can, can, can sometimes be very loquacious. This gift can, can be very, this person is very, it's easy for this person to make friends because they, when they meet somebody, they now have discovered a new project. Because this gift sees people as projects, not as people. It's one of the cautions to this gift. So it's like, how are you doing? And in their mind, they're thinking, wow, okay, we're going to get her on a body wrap, then we're going to do this, then we're going to do this, and then we're going to get her some self-esteem classes, and then I'm going to get Bishop Series for this honor, and then I'm going to do this, and then we're going to do that. Oh, great. And they thought all that just saying hello. Okay? This gift is growth conscious, all right? 
uh, so they can be very personable and amiable. Uh, this gift characteristic desires face-to-face -face discussions to ensure a positive response. This gift is not really into texting. This gift wants to see you. So you're like, can we just talk over the phone? Well, let's just meet at Starbucks. And you're thinking, you know, it's 27 degrees outside. I'd much rather just talk to you on the phone. I'll come pick you up. <laughs> and you know you want to say, no, but you, okay. <laughs> this gift likes to see you respond because they want to they know you're buying into what they're selling. Okay, one more, one more uh, characteristic about this gift. This gift has the ability to identify with people of different backgrounds. This gift can meet somebody in the boardroom and have a conversation with them. This gift can meet somebody in the courtroom and have a conversation with them. This, gate, or this gift can meet somebody that's got the keys to the prison door. This gift can talk to somebody that's behind the bars. They can relate to anybody and everybody because they want to see everybody grow. Cousins with this gift, I already gave you one, uh, is that they can sometimes see people as projects, not as people. And so sometimes their friendships, sometimes with people like this, uh, can seem very one-sided if you're in a friendship with a person that this is a very dominant gift for them because everything they're talking about is not about them doing anything. It's about what they can do for you and what you can do for yourself. Okay? Uh, another caution with this gift, they can sometimes be extremely sensitive. Sensitive. This gift can be very sensitive. So if you, if, so if you make a suggestion and you're like, you know, I don't know that I really like that. Well, I mean, I spent all this time <laughs> doing all, I just don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I spent all this time. <laughs> Ladies, y'all know how y'all do that hand thing. I don't know what you're doing when you do that, but I guess you're getting something out. <laughs> I spent all of this time and, and I, fine, fine, whatever, whatever, fine. Because they see when you attack what they did as an attack on them. Caution. Everybody's not like this. These are characteristics and cautions. Last thing is this gift can sometimes sympathize with people that are disobeying God. So a person could be out of order in church. I'm going to give you a, a really recent relevant example. A person could be totally out of order in church. Ain't doing nothing they pass and saying just raising pure D hell. I mean that in the noun sense of the word. And I guess the adverbs into the word as well. Or verb, excuse me. Now, th th they could be doing that. But this person say, well, you know, I know they ain't doing what they're supposed to. But, you know, Bishop teaches us to love. <laughs> right, but, 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 <laughs> but love is not an enabler. <laughs> love is truth and compassion. Which means love says, oh, okay, okay, but did you, does, does your pastor know? Oh, then I, no, then I can't have nothing to do with you. No, ain't nothing for us to talk about. No, matter of fact, I'll take you over to him. He right over there. I'll take you to him. But no, I can't have nothing to do with that because you ain't going to pull me in your disorder. Got real quiet in the church right there. Uh-huh. All my evangelisms make some noise. Amen. Now, here's what this does not mean. Don't go out calling, get no business cards, talking about you evangelist Jenkins. People that, people that tell me this sometimes say, how many people you want to Christ? Well, you know, you know, I, I just, be, you know. No, I don't know. I asked you a question. Give me a number. But, you know, I just be ministering to people. That ain't no winning nobody. How many you won? 
How many is name in the book? Okay? All right, so that's not what this means. The, but write this down. This gift is a proclaimer of the gospel. What's the gospel? It's good news. This gift is a proclaimer of the gospel. That's what this gift is. Okay? Some characteristics of this gift. Um, there's really, uh, uh, well, I'll give you the simple ones. This gift has five aspects to it that we'll talk about. Uh, it's in Luke 4:18. We won't flip there. It just says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's known me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, and set at liberty those who oppress. This gift likes to get people good news. Okay? Likes to get people good news. Got it? Now, another characteristic of this gift is this gift likes to reach the loss at all costs. Okay? So this gift, it could be two degrees outside, but they told this person they were going to bring them a CD from church, and they're going to get in the car while it's two degrees, and they're going to drive down to six degree mall and find them and say, hear that CD I told you about last week. Okay? Somebody without this gift would be like, well, you know, if the Lord wanted them to know, he's going to let them know. <laughs> it's two degrees outside. I ain't going to be able to make it. Here's the most important characteristic of this gift. This gift directs people to the church where they can get more help. Because this gift understands it ends its ability in getting them the information. So this gift understands, i got to point you to the church to where you can then, you can get more. But my, my role, this gift's role, is just to get persons, people the good news. And what's the good news? Jesus saves. Now some of you don't think that that's good news because the truth is, while you may be saved, you're not saved. Okay, I'll leave that alone. I'll leave that alone. I'll leave that alone. Cautions with this gift. Sometimes they can be zealous without wisdom. Bishop, I want to go host a crusade, and uh, I want to get thousands of people there so we can win them to Christ and get them in harvest. Great. What's the budget? The Lord will provide. That ain't a budget, baby. That ain't no budget. That ain't no budget. That's zeal without knowledge. The Lord will provide. He will when you get an Excel spreadsheet and put some numbers on it and figure out how to raise it. Y'all ain't said that because some of y'all have thought that way. I don't want to do something for people. You need a budget. Gospel's free, but the way to get it to people is not. All this stuff here costs money. Do, re, mi. Faso, la, ti, do. Got it? All right. And one more caution of this gift is sometimes they can take on other people's burdens and make them their own. So this person sees that this person's going through something and they can't sleep at night because of what somebody else is going through. Okay? But that's not, that's not good because you're taking somebody else's burden and placing it on your shoulders as if it's your job to solve it. You're not the source. You, you're not even the resource. You're just the proclaimer that he's the source. All right, let's move very quick. Y'all all right? Y'all doing okay? All right, good. Let's move on. Where are my pastor shepherds at? Amen. Let me be very clear. Do not walk out of here. Somebody, I need to talk to Bishop because I need to get ordained. Amen. Okay. Pastor Shepherd, here's what that means. One who cares for a flock. One who cares for a flock. And next week's going to be phenomenal because we're going to talk about really the interworking. And over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk over the interworking, how these things work, how they're supposed to work in the church according to the Bible. Amen. 
you know, that book we're supposed to base everything we do off of, the book God wrote a few years ago, bestseller. Matter of fact, it's the all-time bestseller in the world. All right, characteristics. <laughs> I like this first one I'm going to give you. It protects the flock from beasts. <laughs> this gift sees crazy people coming and will grab somebody that they know just got to Christ and be like, come over here, baby. Come over here. Stand over here. Stand over here. No. She crazy. Keep her away from her. No. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, I want to talk to so-and-so. No, we finna go to the bistro. We finna go to the bistro. No, stay over there. Protects the flock from beasts. Okay. I flew in what's called the apostolic anointing. So I flew in all fivefold and, 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 and the motivational gifts and that kind of thing and, and all that. But, but, but this is a big one for me. Can I see beasts? I like to, I, you know, I like to have beasts for brunch. I'm like, oh, no, you ain't finna mess with nobody because you Looney Tunes. I do like Paul used to do. Yeah, I'll put you up here and, and, and. Because I, I take my assignment to you all very seriously. So I ain't finna let nobody crazy come up and talk about something crazy. Because I take, because I got to protect you from beasts. Because there's beauties. And there's beasts. Another characteristic of this gift uh, is this gift normally, in many instances, can be a strong leader. This gift can normally be a strong leader. Next thing I'll give you is this uh, gift likes to, uh, I'll give you a simple one. This gift is caring. This gift cares about people. It cares about people. Make sense? Cares about people. Here's some cautions for this particular gift. Sometimes this gift can get taken advantage of. Because people can sell you a bill of goods sometimes. Sometimes this gift, you'd be like, what? By the time they didn't swindle you for two grand, you're like, ah. real quiet. I'm just telling you the characteristics and causes. So don't, get, no, don't get offended at me. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out. Okay, no. Sometimes this gift, watch this, can deal with depression. Why do you think this gift would deal with depression? Because this gift's whole job is to love people. But sometimes what your greatest strength is can also be where your greatest Achilles heel is. That's why 1,500 pastors, senior pastors, every month quit the ministry. Because they're depressed, they're mad, because they got crazy beasts. And when it's just one man trying to fight five, ten beasts... You know what I'm saying? It can kind of get like Davy and Goliath. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes this gift can deal with depression. And sometimes the depression can be very, very deep to where if you sit down, and I talk to pastors all the time, you sit down and talk to them sometimes, I mean, they'll just, in the first 30 seconds, they'll just break down. Oh, my God, Bishop, thank you so much for calling. And I'm saying, oh, my God, you're doing all of that for these people. And these people have no regard or even care. Okay, it got real quiet in the church. You better say something to me. Last caution of this gift, this gift can often feel discouraged. Isn't that something? Did I give you three cautions for that gift? I gave you three cautions for that gift? All right, very, very, very good. Let me talk real quick to my givers. Where are my givers at? Amen. Now, again, don't think because that's not a top gift for you that that means you're not supposed to give. Okay? 
Because I know some of y'all are thinking, praise the Lord. I ain't giving nothing for my income tax. I ain't giving nothing. Okay? Here's some characteristics of that gift. This, and here's what makes it unique. This gift likes to give anonymously. This gift doesn't want everybody to know that they gave it. So they'd rather just put, just put a white envelope in and stick, you know, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 grand in it. You know, amen. And they just stick it in there and it'd be like coming to America. Did you stick a large wad of cash in this thing? Okay. I, I'm trying to get movies y'all might know around here. I don't know what we, y'all watch here in Denver. I don't know. Gilligan's Island? Gilligan's Island? Yeah. Thelma and Louise. Thelma and Louise. Okay. All right, next thing. This gift is alert to see what other people do with their money. This gift is always watching what other people do with their money. The reason they're watching is so that if that person ever asked them for something, they've got something to say. Well, I would, but the problem is, is I noticed <laughs> that you didn't get groceries, but you had a new Louis bag. And I noticed that. I noticed that. And since I noticed that, I ain't going to be able to write you no check. No, I'm not going to be able to do that for you. Watch this last characteristic of this gift. This gift can practice personal frugality. We, we made it real nice. And it's content with the basic necessities of, this life, of, of life. This gift don't need no fancy, fancy stuff. Get this gift a car. Place to live, some socks, <laughs> T-shirts, a couple suits. This gift is fine. Cautions with this gift. Cautions with this gift. They're going to attract people with get-rich-quick schemes. Why? Because people are looking to see, oh, they, they seem to do well with their money. Next thing, uh, caution, is sometimes they can give sparingly to family, causing them to resent gifts from family. Because this gift is like, no, I would give my cousin something, but he don't work. Come on, I ain't gonna be able to give nothing. No. And then the cousin gets them a gift that Christmas and like, oh, I didn't get you nothing, but I sure appreciate it. <laughs> That's all I'll give you for that. Where are my administrators at? Every time I do this, it is like four million administrators. And sometimes I wonder, I say, Lord, do people take the test off of reality or who they want to be? I'm just giving you a hard time. That, that gift is goal-oriented. Administrators are goal-oriented. And I neglected to give you for giving. Those people are what are called stewardship conscious. Givers are stewardship conscious or management conscious. Administrators are goal-oriented. Y'all all right? After this, we only got one more gift that we're going to go through today. Okay? It's so important that you're here for every week of this series because while you're getting this information, I need to show you how to put it into practical play and logistically in your life. All right? Okay, administration, goal-oriented. Here's some characteristics of this gift. This gift has a pioneer spirit. This gift likes to create new ways of doing things that they believe to be more efficient than the existing way. So this gift will get a job and say, this is the most antiquated system I've ever seen. That's Monday. By Tuesday, they have a full proposal on their supervisor's desk of how it needs to be changed. By Wednesday, they got promoted because the supervisor's like, you must be a good worker! All right. Next thing about this gift uh, is this gift has the ability to know what they should not delegate to others. They know when not to delegate. This gift thinks to itself, no, they're going to mess that up. Because the last time I told them to cut that paper, they didn't cut it right. <laughs> I'll cut it. You go over there and stand by the door. <laughs> you know, this gift knows what to delegate. General, generalizations. And uh, one more thing I'll give you. This gift... Uh, 
has a need for loyalty and confidence from those that they're directing. This gift needs loyalty. So when, when this gift is in a five-minute Monday morning meeting or, you know, that your daily meeting, this gift is looking to see people's facial responses. And after the meeting, this gift, listen, Tim, hey, but I, uh, I noticed when we were talking about the new system, your facial expression didn't look good. Y'all know what I'm talking about. When, they, when this gift talks to their children, they're like, uh, right, I noticed when I was talking about the new cleaning schedule, I didn't, I didn't, what was all that on your face? See, because I have this gift, when y'all look crazy at me, it's the pastor in me that says, don't say nothing to them. But administrator wants to say, you know what, stop the message, stand up. You have a problem with what I'm saying? Because you can leave. Okay. Thank God that I got balance in my gifts. Amen. <laughs> It'd be like comic view every Sunday and church. Who bishop gonna get this big? Who bishop gonna, gonna get somebody? Gonna get somebody. All right. Cautions with this gift. Cautions with this gift. Sometimes they can be unresponsive to suggestions. So in that same meeting, they're saying this is a new system, and somebody's like, you know, well, why don't we do this? That's great, Tim, but we're not doing that. Um, we're gonna do it the way I said to do it right here, Tim. Now, Tim, get on board or get off the ship. Get on board or get off the ship. Woo, woo. Come on, Tim. What do you got? And if you're a Tim, I'm just using that as a random name, okay? Don't, don't get offended. Okay? Sometimes this, gift, sometimes this gift can make people feel like a resource. Sometimes this gift can make people feel like a resource. Because this gift will call you when they need you to get something done. And that's just because they're trying to get the job done. But if you're a person with mercy and this gift calls you, it's like, can you come do this? Well, I don't know why they didn't ask me how my day was going. And the administrator's like, listen, man, I ain't got time for all that. Can you come at 530 or not? I did not have time for all that. Are you going to be there or not? If not, I cut, this, I cut it myself. I cut it, don't even worry about it. I cut it myself. Then this gift will call a server and be like, I need you to come on, come on get the job done. And the server will be like, I don't know how to cut, but I'll figure out how to cut. And then the exhorters will be like, well, I don't know nothing about that, but you guys are doing a great job. <laughs> and the pastors will be like, well, how do you feel while you're doing this? You feel okay? You want something to drink while you're doing it? Rack a lamb, perhaps. And prophecy's saying, hmm, they got a spirit while they're working on that stuff. And evangelism, they're like, you know what? I don't know about this. I'm going to go win some souls while y'all doing this project. I saw a lady down at Cole's. She needs the Lord. I'm gonna, I'll be back. <laughs> Did I give y'all three? That's two. I got one more. Okay, let me give you one more. Let me, <laughs> let me give you one more. Sometimes this gift can overlook character faults in valuable workers. Sometimes this, this gift can overlook character. They're like, they lie, but they show get the job done. So just don't believe nothing they say, but they'll get it done. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Because you know you got workers. If you're in management or whatever, you, even if it's your kids, you're like, no, he, he, little, he, no, he don't work as hard as his brother. But no, so don't have him do that. But have him do that. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. this gift is like, I know they got issues, but you know, nobody's perfect. And I need this done by Friday, so... Just don't believe nothing he says, but he'll get the job done. If he tells you it's raining, go outside with shorts on. <laughs> last gift, and I saved this one uh, for last because, uh, or did I, 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 just last one, right? I got everybody. This last gift, mercy. 
I say mercy to last um, because I need to make a confession. Uh, I am a recovering mercy addict. I'm not perfect. I am a recovering mercy addict. I have had in 16 years, going on 16 years in October of, of, of ministry, and going on seven years since we planted harvest from nothing. Look around and look at what God has done. But I got to confess him. I am a recovering mercy addict. I had mercy for brunch, or excuse me, breakfast. Well, I don't really eat breakfast. Brunch. I had mercy for lunch. I had mercy for snack. I had mercy for dinner. I had mercy for post-dinner dessert. I had mercy for 3 o'clock in the morning, can't sleep, let's eat something, snack. Because here's what mercy means, feeling-oriented. Now, listen, it's feeling-oriented, not feeling-oriented. Say, I feel oriented. No, that's not what I'm saying. This person is feeling-oriented. Everything with this gift is about feelings. So this gift will call in because it doesn't feel like going to work. Now, these are characteristics and costumes. Now, don't y'all be looking at the mercy folk like, hmm. oh, no, you got some stuff, too. That's why I gave your costumes, too. And some of y'all probably lied and got mercy, too, because you be like, no, Bishop, I'll do that myself. I called in last week because I tell you, I just, I just got off the fast, and I was just so tired. I just so tired. I'm going to give you a hard time. You guys know I, I like to have a fun time and be jovial and that kind of thing, so if you get offended by jokes, you should uh, grow up. No, seriously, you really should. You're too old to be getting offended. Well, I don't believe what the preacher said. Well, then, <laughs> then you're going to hate Jesus if you got a problem with me. Jesus would tell jokes all day long. He'd be like, get behind me, Peter. The devil. Get behind me. Satan, listen to this guy. Get out of here. He'd be like the sons of thunder. Listen, y'all better stop all that. Y'all yelling too much. Shh, hush up. Okay, all right, watch this. Here's some characteristics of this gift. This gift is a hugger. They don't want no harvest handshake. You put your hand out, they're going to look at you. Now give me a hug. All right. <laughs> Are y'all still here? Okay, let me give you another one. Uh, th this, this, this gift uh, of mercy uh, tends to be attracted to those with the spiritual gift of prophecy. Now, that doesn't mean in a dating kind of a scenario. It just means that they typically make good friends with people that are the direct opposite of their gift. So the mercy person is like, give them a break. The prophet person is like, they need to go to hell. <laughs> so there's this unique dichotomy that goes on because, because a lot of times the people that they'll be in relationship, friendship, or whatever, whatever it is, is people that sometimes are the direct opposite of what their gift is. All right? Uh, this gift consents genuine love. This gift would much rather get something for 50 cents that really meant something than something for $50 that you picked up on your way. It's quiet in this church. All my mercy people, that's right, Bishop, that's right. Y'all still with me? Okay. Uh, did I give you three? That was two? Let me give you one more. Let me give you one more about this gift. Let me give you one more about this gift. 
this gift. Watch this. Watch this. This, this is, now we're going we're gonna to spend, the clock says I got a few minutes, so y'all got to help me get this done fast, okay? This gift tends to attract people who are having mental and emotional distress. Translation, crazies. I know it's the truth. I know I'm right about it. This gift finds all of the crazy people and they run to them. Some of y'all thinking now, you know what? I think mercy might be my dominant gift. This gift attracts Looney Tunes. Why? Because it, it wants to help their feelings. It wants them, it says, oh, you just, you had a rough life. All your life you had to fight. It's not been fair for you. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. Mm, mm, mm. Tell me. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Tell me. Tell me. Wow. They did that to you? Ooh. How'd you make it through that? My God. Mitsubishi, Subaru, and Honda. How did you do that? So you got to be careful when you have this gift. Because normally you won't just attract that kind of person in friendships and stuff like that. And you won't just attract that kind of, because even in your family, those people will be, you know, they'll feel like they have a special connection. So at the family reunion, they pass everybody to come to you because they want to tell you all their problems. And you're trying to sit there, you're just trying to have your ribs and macaroni and cheese. And they, they're they taking all your time. But also in dating relationships. We got real quiet with the Okay. All right. All right. Let me give you some cautions with this gift. Let me give you some cautions with this gift. Y'all all right? Um, one of the things that this gift has to be careful of is that they don't make decisions off of emotion versus principle. This gift sometimes, because they're feeling oriented, they make decisions off of their emotions. I feel this. I feel this. So what are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know what I feel. And then the administrators are like, feel whatever you want to feel. Get the job done. And the prophets are like, you're going to hell. <laughs> and the exhorters are like, but you can press through. If you just press, take the high road, push your way through, you're going to make it. And the servers are like, I don't know nothing about what y'all talking about, but we need to get these tables moved. I don't know nothing about what y'all talking about. Let's get these tables moved. And the pastors are like, let's have a word of prayer. <laughs> Are y'all still here? This gift can become possessive of others. That's my this. I know it's the truth. I know I'm right about it. I'm preaching. Well, I guess, you know, teaching, but, you know. Okay? This gift can sometimes be possessive of others. So we were supposed to go to such and such. But listen, if you didn't want to go to Five Guys with me, all you had to do was tell me you didn't want to go to Five Guys. I mean, because I didn't spend all this time doing it. You could have just told me that. Because, see, I'm sitting around at the house waiting on you to come, and you, you could have just told me you was going to stop and get something to eat. I, see, I, see, don't be playing these games with me, because, see, I ain't the one to play no games, because, see, let me tell you something. After I got out of that last one, no, I ain't. Last one I'm going to give you, and I kind of already alluded to it. This gift, even though it's attracted, whether it's friendship or whatever, to people that, that have a dominant gift of prophecy, it bumps head with them. So the relationship works, whether it's a friendship or whatever, that relationship works between those two individuals because it is like a perfect circle of chaos. 
The prophet's like, no, that ain't right. That ain't right. You need to say something. Mercy's like, well, you know. <laughs> you right. You right. They'll patronize the gift of, of prophet. You right. I know. That's true. That's true. And the prophet's like, no, you just patronizing me. You ain't really saying nothing. You ain't going to really do what I'm saying. Huh? Because what's this? Mercy's on the phone texting him. It's going to be okay. Everything ain't going to be all right. And prophet's like, what are you telling him now? You need to tell him to stop all that. No, God loves you. You ain't doing right now, but just, I know, I know, I know. I've been there. I've been there. And then the evangelist is like, well, have you invited him to Christ? <laughs> I don't know nothing about all that field. I don't know nothing about that. Do they know Jesus? Hey, because if they don't know Jesus, glory. <laughs> I'm out of time. 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 So here's what we're going to do next week. Did you learn something today about yourself? All right. So here's what we're going to do. Next week, we're going to go further into this. Next week, I'm not going to have you move seating sections. So for those of you, it's your first time. You're like, I ain't going to make that church because they make you get up and move. I'm not going to have you do that next week. P.S., you should grow up, though. Uh, but I'm not going to have you move next week. You're going to be able to sit wherever they sat you when you came in next week. All right? Everybody stand on your feet with me. Did you learn something today? You found out more about yourself today? You found out why you act the way you act today? Just the way you're gifted. Now, here's what you can't do. You can't look at another gift and say that person's wrong. They're just different. So you say, well, they should be more compassionate. And you say, well, they should be more straightforward. They're wrong. Just different. Just different. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We honor you for the great gifts that are in our church. We thank you that every single person under the sound of my voice, whether they're here at Aurora, they're on the Internet, wherever campus they're at, they are gifted. And as because they are gifted, Father, you want to use them with their gifts. You want to use them so that they can become a gift to somebody else. And I speak life into every single person under the sound of my voice. Maybe you didn't even know you had gifts. Maybe you didn't know what you were created for. But as this series commences and goes forward, I declare that a new sense of purpose and a new sense of assignment and a new sense of responsibility are going to come on you so that you understand you weren't just created so you could get what you could get and get out of here. You were created so you could be a gift to somebody else. Say, I'm gifted. Say, I'm gifted to be a gift. I'm gifted to be a gift. With your heads bowed and eyes closed very quickly, if you're in this experience and you don't know Jesus, I don't want to assume that you know Christ. And today, while we've gone through something about spiritual gifts, it maybe didn't have very much to do with salvation. But the truth of the matter is, is the greatest gift, and I said this last week, is receiving the free gift of salvation. It is where Jesus saves you from yourself. 2,000 years ago, he paid the price for your sins. Those are things that you would do that don't please God. Not only did he pay the price for that, but Jesus paid the price so that you can have an abundant life. That's where you find out what's in you so that what's in you can help benefit somebody else. And today, if you don't know Jesus, you've never become a Christian, I got good news. All you have to do is receive the gift. 
That's all you got to do. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to do everything right. You don't have to know the Bible from A to Z. You just have to say, I want the gift. Secondly, if you're here and you've received that gift of salvation before, but you've not been living for Jesus, you've not been serving him, you've been doing your own thing, and you're in church today because you said, Bishop Foreman, I figured out my own thing does not W-O-R-K, and I need to get things right with God today. If that's you and you want to come back to Jesus, rededicate yourself to him, there is forgiveness for you. If either one of those are you, wherever you're at in this experience or on the internet campus with your head bowed and eyes closed, on the count of three, throw that hand up. If you need to become a Christian for the first time or rededicate yourself on the count of three, throw that hand up. One, two, three. Throw that hand up if that's you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I see you. I see you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want everybody with your hands lifted to pray this to me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that the Bible teaches me I can be forgiven. Thank you that the requirement is not my perfection. The requirement is my acceptance of a free gift called salvation, called Jesus. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that Jesus died in my place. Because of this belief, because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I'm a Christian. If I was far from you, I'm reconnected to you. I picked the perfect time to be at harvest because I'm not going to waste any time just going from bump to bump. What I'm going to do, discover my gifts and use my gifts. God has a plan, and I am part of that plan. My past doesn't matter. It's a non-factor. I'm a part of God's plan. If you believe that, give God a shout. I said, if you believe that, give God a shout. God has a plan, and you are part of that plan. Listen, be here as we continue this series, because i got to give you more information. There's only so much I could cover today, and uh, last week, be here. It's going to be good for you. Amen? As you take your seats, hug two or three people around you and tell them, you need the T-shirt and the bracelet. You need the T-shirt and the bracelet. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.